Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Um, <laughs> we're going. We're oh, we're going to Alaska. We're going to Alaska. I'm doing great. We're going to Alaska. We're going. We're sitting here. Uh, would you just say eating chips and taking sips? Yeah, chips, sips, and dips, and vapes, and vapes, hitting hitting some sweet vape, yeah. and talking about how we're going to Alaska. Yeah, weed and grub. Going to. I'm gonna um, see a moose. Yeah, I'm gonna see a whale. You're not going to see a whale. I'm seeing a whale. No, the whales are all in um, Hawaii when we're going to Alaska. What? Yeah, they're smart, man. They go to Hawaii in the winter. Oh, they're luxurious, huh? The humpbacks. Mm-hmm. Taking vacation. They go hang out in Hawaii to have their like season where they all hook up and, you know, cuffing season. It is cuffing season for them, too. They, oh, so they go to the island and fuck? Yeah. And they have their babies in Hawaii, and then they go in summer in Alaska. You know, wow. they're... Incredibly intelligent beings. They're like the Anagarten of like sea mammals. Humpbacks? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. They're like, oh, we went to the Hamptons (laughs) and had scones and krill. Jeffrey went went on a nice drive and looked at some um, king salmon. Mm -hmm. And fucked the hell out of me. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) Wow. Are they sexy? Humpbacks? No, Ina and Jeffrey. No, but there's some great uh, fanfic, like sexual fanfic about them out there on the internet. Oh, yeah. It's really great. Ooh, I want to read that. There's like, there's some good Ina Ina, uh, fantasy porn out there. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a good combination of all the things I like. What do you mean? Food and sex and Ina Garten. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, everybody, if you haven't listened to Weed and Grub before, it's a podcast about weed. And grub. And Alaska this week. And sex. And pop culture. And food. And grub. And comedy. And also uh, not flu shots, because I didn't get one, and I was sick as hell. Ooh, but I did get one, and I was sick as hell. See? So. Don't get them. You know, totally get them. You're irresponsible <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> it's also a podcast about disagreeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, wait. Alaska. Yeah, okay. Let's listen. We're going to a comedy festival in Anchorage called the Before You Die Comedy Fest mm-hmm. to do a live show of Wheat and Grub. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. We're going to spend a whole week there. It's, I didn't know where Alaska was. Like, <laughs> don't spit out your drink. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I just didn't know where it was. I thought it was attached to Washington. I didn't know it was attached to Canada. Dude, what is wrong with you? I straight up, I was like, oh my gosh, it's way further away up the coast than I thought. You know, I thought there's it was a, a country t- between us and Alaska, right? I do now. My homeland. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know. Are I, you serious? Yeah, I really thought that Alaska was was like the the doorknob to Washington. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, we have to go across a vast winter hinterland of Canada to actually get to Alaska. I had no idea. Do you know what I thought Alaska was? What's that? I thought it was like, you know how Florida is like thin and skinny? Yeah. I thought like Alaska was like fat Florida, like in shape and I mean, placement. it kind of is. <laughs> in some ways, I would say Alaska is like a fat Florida. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, I used to work in Alaska. That's right. Yeah. I used to work on a boat in Southeast Alaska, which if you know, Alaska is like very far away from where we're going because Alaska is fucking enormous. Um, 
So I've never been to Anchorage. I haven't either. I'm so excited. You yeah. are going to see a moose, by the way. I am going to see like a local moose. You might see a local moose strolling down the street. Oh, like shopping? Like window shopping? Like just kind of, you know, going for for his daily constitutional. Yeah. Checking it out. Mm-hmm. Smoking a pipe. They're the best. They swim. They, they you know, walk along highways. They're just like these incredible. If you've never seen a moose in the wild, it is so fucking impressive. Is it going to eat from my hand if I have some like grapes or anything? Definitely not. They're very shy. They are shy? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, I like that even more. They're like bashful. Yeah. yeah. They don't want to hang out with people, but they do stroll through town every once in a while. <laughs> it's you, pretty great. <laughs> do you think he'll put on some like neon sunglasses like he's in Chili's? He might. If you, if yeah, you know, if he's feeling it. Cool. If it's a Tuesday. That's the only moose I've seen was in a Chili's and it had a lay around its neck oh. and some fun neon sunglasses. Cool. Yeah. And it was mounted. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best things I've ever seen in the whole entire world ever in my life was a baby moose. Which, like, I can't even adequately describe how fucking cute and amazing it was because it's like next to a giant, you know, it's mother. Yeah. And then it's all like backwards knees and shit. And then they have these like big bulbous faces and they're just so sweet. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. They are born looking like they're going through puberty. Do you know what else they are? What? Delicious. Are they really? Yeah. Like a moose burger or yeah. a moose steak? Uh-huh. Where I come from, we eat moose and caribou a lot, and it's delicious. I'm What's sor- the preparation? I'm sorry to say. I'm also not sorry to say. No, if it's good, it's good. What's the preparation, though? <clears throat> moose stew, often, or, um, yeah, a burger. Like, you definitely have to braise the meat a little bit, because it's it's pretty, um, you know, it's a, it's a wild meat. It's gamey. It's n- not very much fat at all. Mm. So it needs some, like cooking to break it down a little bit but yeah it's delicious yeah mm-hmm. oh that sounds good I, let's have one of those too then definitely yeah i yeah. am that's i think that's one thing i'm so excited about is um i mean we've gotten to, we traveled a lot last year but i feel like i traveled a lot and tried a lot of nachos oh like, like local nachos oh your tort your tater tots have uh this type of nacho cheese on them i was but just like, gonna say tater tots I'm, i was a tater tot fucking, yeah <laughs> i'm and, still a tater tot <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited for local cuisine. Yeah. Oh man, in Alaska, I'm so excited to uh yeah, the fish up there, you know, coming straight out of beautiful places like Bristol Bay. Yeah. You know, sockeye, herring, black cod, all that goodness, dungeness crab, king crab. Yeah, I could just sit here and name all the fish that we're going to eat. I can't wait. <laughs> if anybody out there has any uh, Alaska Anchorage tips, I know somebody asked if we were coming to Fairbanks because they live in Fairbanks. Yeah. And I looked it up and I think it's a little bit of a drive because Fairbanks is past Anchorage. Yeah, it's so further we would have north. To go, yeah, we would have to go up to come back around. But I'm I'm looking for hot tips. Yeah. Would, yeah, send your, send your cold tips. Because <laughs> we will be there in April and it will be rather chilly. We were talking the other day about how like the richer you are, the more barefoot you seem to be around the office. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. Fucking disgusting. In my experience in uh, one corporate place that I worked, the heads of the whole situation were always shoeless and it was always disgusting. Disgusting. Like I would walk into their office to you know present like a proposal for a project and they would just have their feet out up everywhere on the desks maybe in shower shoes sometimes and then sometimes just just barefoot a footprint on like an oak desk is the most revolting thing i've pictured in a very long time it feels incredibly disrespectful and rude and i'm not sure if that's how it's intended or it's just like oh i'm so rich i don't give a fuck so i don't have to wear shoes in the office or what the fucking deal is with it but i do remember at one point when I worked uh, at the High Times offices in um, New York City that uh, 
uh, I'm pretty sure it was Method Man told one of my coworkers that um, he didn't like seeing his feet because he was wearing sandals. And he was like, what do you do, man? That's gross. Put some shoes on. <laughs> Method Man was like putting him on blast. Yeah. He was like, I want to look at your feet. And I just remember that always. That was like a bit of office lore for all of us around. Like this is, you know, probably a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you're in an office, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. What, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about feet? Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Put your <laughs> fucking feet away. But I don't want to look at those. Yeah, cream. Yeah, he wasn't into it. He didn't want to look at those toes. And I, I feel like, yeah, if I'm in most situations, like definitely if I'm working in a restaurant, definitely all the places that I've worked, fish boats, restaurants, bead shops, you know, offices in, in the cannabis industry, anywhere, I don't really want to look at your feet. No. No, I went in one of my improv classes. Right. I think it was like 201 at UCB or something. Two different dudes showed up in their cargo shorts with sandals. Mm. And I was like, you unfunny motherfucker. Like anyone who wears sandals on stage is definitely not funny. Really? Well, also, can you imagine them playing characters and you just hear like (laughs) their feet smacking against their sandals as they cross stage left? I just don't. Yeah. Disgusting. It's not. Yeah. I mean, you could have the most beautiful you know manicured pedicured groomed feet in the world like the prettiest toes and everything i still don't want to look at them no it doesn't feel it it feels very naked to me like it feels like i'm looking at your junk i and honestly (laughs) i would rather if i would if i was like if i was in a steam room with a bunch of dudes like normally like you do or you don't look at everybody's dicks but I'm looking at everyone's feet because I can't help it. Yeah. My eyes are just drawn there and it's like, no. Yeah, yeah. You notice, I don't know, I always notice like the fungal nails or the weird bunions or whatever. It's just, yeah. I don't want to, even if you have great feet. No. Yeah. No, not in a professional environment. No. Uh, what do you think about uh, sandals with socks? I like it because it's a makeshift shoe. Yeah, I'm not I'll against it. it. You know, my dad rocked it. the sandal with sock. Really? Yeah. Well, wait, are we talking a sandal where like the sock is pushing the thong of the sock. Oh, like, like the it's Japanese a, kind of like. Yeah. Or are we talking like a Tiva, you know, like Velcroed up? I'm talking Velcroed up. Oh, rock that all day. Pull them high. I hope your socks are high and they reach your knee at that point. It's I'm a dad it. look. It is. Or German tourist look. Very much so. Yes. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Camera around the neck, looking up, holding me up and I'm like, get out of the way on yeah. the sidewalk. Maybe like a fanny pack. Yep. Totally. Yep. Totally. Matching jackets. It sounds, are you, who are you talking about specifically? Name uh, names. German tourists. <laughs> Well, let's dress up for Alaska. Let's get some windbreakers. Let's get some Grundies. Oh, I did buy something the other day that I'm definitely going to pull out. Really? Yeah, I bought a costume. Oh, I thought you were going to say panties or something. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, my God. Speaking of which, I um, do you know about wrong underwear? Um, well, I mean, I've like worn it way too long, like way too many days in a row where I'm like, yo, like, what are we doing, Mike? You are an adult. No. Change your drawers. No, no. Not like underwear that you've worn excuse me too many days in a row wrong okay like different size like i my my family for christmas they didn't know what to get me because i didn't want anything and and they were like we're just gonna get him underwear we know he wears boxer briefs and so they got me boxer briefs but they were the wrong size what do you mean the wrong size aren't they all one size uh yeah but there's like small medium and large mm. and so they got so me there's the wrong not size. all one size <laughs> well yeah okay you're right <laughs> and so, so but is that what you mean like it didn't it doesn't fit no i mean um that i have diagnosed what I think is a serious problem in my life, which is that I lately of late have encountered like two out of the last seven days. I've worn the wrong underwear. Do you know what I mean? I I'm being quiet because I'm very confused. I think any 
woman listening will understand what I'm talking about, where you have different underwear for different days. There's obviously like laundry day underwear where you just get down to that last period, you know, that last pair or period underwear or whatever. Yeah. The ones that you like only wear when you're not going to go out and see anyone or whatever. But then there are the different kinds of underwear where you have like the underwear where you're wearing for a date, like a nice, you know, little pretty lacy pair or a thong or something. And then there's like workout underwear or like... um you know, like I have boy briefs that I like to wear sometimes if I'm just like around the house with a t-shirt because those feel nice because they're almost like short shorts or yeah. like, you know. But what's what have you been, where was your miscalculations? Oh my God, I've ended up with the weird combo where there, <laughs> I was wearing um, like workout pants because I was going for a long walk and I wore wrong underwear and they ended up like sliding all the way down my hips. So they were like collected and pooled under my butt cheeks <laughs> like, like a, like a, theater curtain that had been <laughs> that had been lowered too far down and was pooled on the stage it was like a really bad situation and I was walking through Hollywood and I was like every 10 steps I was having to jam my hand down my rear and pull up my like slippery underwear and it was because they were the wrong <laughs> material for the pants that I was wearing which are just these like polyester like yoga pants and my it was just such a bad situation and I was like and then like three or four days listen I've been sick okay but like three or four days later I was wearing these like really cute lacy panties that I love so much because I kind of like run out of like the functional stuff and um similarly again like put on a weird pant combo with the laces and they were just like all stuck into places that underwear shouldn't need to be pulled out of whoa it was a bad situation <laughs> so i just wanted to address that i have def i've newly defined a problem in my life which is uh, i'm wrong underwearing it right now damn that this is such good knowledge for me i've never heard or experienced you wrong underwear. Get wrong underwear the worst that it can be is you're wearing like a pair of boxers and maybe they're a little too loose so they like ride up and you've got to like just like pull them back down because they're starting to like fold out above the belt line oh. something like that but that's nothing that's not like a theater curtain in your drawers like <laughs> that's so funny you can um, ruin your life with the wrong pair of underwear i mean if you go to a job interview in wrong underwear you're fucked yeah you're not gonna get that job <laughs> you're too busy digging around you're sweat you're sitting there sweating thinking about your panties Talk to talk to you about women's underwear all day long. <laughs> oh my god, what else is happening? What else is happening? Mm, I mm, West Hollywood's going to have uh, cannabis consumption. Oh, soon. Oh, we did talk about that. That's um, news. That is big news. Yeah. What do you? If we're going to do news segments, yeah. Before we get into West Hollywood popping off and being the best neighborhood in L.A. Yeah. Uh, what's a? We tried ripped from the headlines last week. Yeah, because it was like a play on the bong rip kind yeah. of idea. Nah. It didn't work, right? Nah. It's not sticky. It ain't sticky. It's not a sticky nug. <laughs> Should we call it sticky nugs? Sticky nugs? I kind of like that. Really? Weed NN. What? Like CNN, but for weed, weed NN. <laughs> Anything you have to explain isn't good. <laughs> Noted. If it was about cocaine, we could call it headlines. Ooh. You know what I mean? And then like the L and the I and the N are all just lines of cocaine. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Should we should we reconfigure our podcast to be about like yeah. <laughs> cocaine and food? It's called grinding your teeth and staying up <laughs> way past the time. Wait, what would we call it? <laughs> Newsflash. Now we're about coke, coke and not eating. <laughs> Yeah. Coke and talking about things that you're never going to finish. That's it. <laughs> well, if anyone out there has a good idea for our uh, new segment title, mm. oh, let's give them something. Yeah, we'll send you something okay. if we pick your if we pick your title right in the comments um, when we post about this episode. Oh yeah, 
Actually, we have some sweet merch to give away. I'm looking at it right next to your elbow right now. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we do. Okay, that's what we'll do. So when we post about this episode on Instagram, uh, write in the comments what you think our news section should be. Called. Called. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll we'll send you um, something really cool. Yeah, some sweet merch. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, in the news... Uh, our new, our hot new section, which we're going to have a great name for uh, mm-hmm. soon. Um, yeah, so West Hollywood here in LA just approved cannabis consumption lounges, meaning that you're going to be able to come to LA, go to a place in West Hollywood, buy your weed and consume it on site, which is a first in Los Angeles. So That's- like... So much poetry is going to be written in public. I know. It's going to be great. People are going to get things, you know, like flowing with the weed. It's going to be beautiful. New friendships will be made. Babies will be born. Yeah. I love that so much because I was at the bar the other night watching the Golden Globes. Yeah. And the Eagle game against the Bears had just ended. Mm -hmm. And so there was all these hanger-ons who were Eagles fans wearing the jerseys of men's names on their back. And they were all hammered. Hammered, hammered, hammered. And I was like, fuck, if I could not be at a bar with a bunch of drunk people being loud and ruining my time, I would love that. And this sounds like the antithesis of that. It's. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? Uh, no. So the coffee shop culture in Amsterdam is, for me, the clearest repudiation of cannabis consumption lounges not being legal. They're the most chill, um, amazing sort of like meeting places, social social locations where people can just go, they can smoke, they can have coffee, and they just have long conversations, they read books, they write poetry, mm-hmm. and it's all out in the open, and it's supported and legal and wonderful, and there's nothing shady or weird about it. It's, it's fucking oh, awesome. Fuck yeah. Oh, and, playing chess, eating yeah. an egg croissant, and smoking backgammon? a joint? Fuck it. Fuck what are you yeah. doing? You having some avocado toast? Fuck yes, you are. Wow. Yes. Oh my gosh. Can we play board games in there, you think? You can play board games. You can talk about life. You can be existential and weird. You can sit by yourself in the corner and read Camus. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever the heck you want. It's great. I got so high in an Amsterdam coffee shop and went and lay in um, Vondel Park looking at parrots flying overhead and just... It's just... It's wonderful. Totally like positive and beautiful and and the moment that you're looking for and um i think every moment of life that sort of moment of perfect contentment which the dutch actually call gezellig okay happens in coffee shops where you're like smoking out in the open you know with a friend or on your own but it's just not this like shady weird thing where you're being relegated to some fucking stoner closet you know so this is so interesting because on our twitter at weed and grub um, at E-Step 22, her name's Lisa, she tagged us in a Fox & Friends, Fox News thing mm. where they had a cannabis expert on to talk about the violence and psychotic breaks, psychotic breaks that marijuana induces. Yeah. Have you heard this? No. So I'll play it in here because everything you're talking about is exactly what isn't this. All right, hang on one second. Oh, my God. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. What? Uh, in the New York Times, they've got uh, an article on this, and the headline is, What Advocates of Legalizing Pot don't want you to know. Yes, I can tell you that's a very good article because I wrote it. Um, (laughs) So pot has been, I I like to call it marijuana or cannabis. I like to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, But advocates for cannabis have said for for really 20 years, this is a harmless substance. No one should go to jail for, for growing it, for trafficking it because it's not dangerous. And that's just not true. How is it dangerous? Um, it's really neurotoxic. It, people say you What does that mean? It means it's bad for your brain. It's a fancy way of saying it's bad for your brain. Um, there are very good studies showing that it's linked to psychosis, which is a break from reality, from schizophrenia, and those conditions can cause violence. 
he I, I read that op-ed really yeah and um it's you know it's the last gasps I think of a dying breed of people of course there are precautions that should be taken when you're ingesting any substance that's consciousness altering or elevating or mood altering or anything yeah I I, I think of marijuana as a drug absolutely it's also a medicine for some people Here's what I think, and I, we can cut it out if we want to, but I think because you've been a advocate for federal legalization, on top of so many other things for so long, I can see when you turn on your diplomatic policy verbiage, right? and you really turn it on well, and you speak, I've seen you speak in front of hundreds of people, thousands of people Thanks. on panels, and just being like, I'm going to own this, I'm going to handle that, and I'm going to crush this fucking spell. Like, I've seen you turn it on. And I think that on this podcast, it makes my, it, it, I'm just going to be honest, it makes my eyes glaze over a little bit yeah. to hear you speak in that way. I know. Because it's it's coming from a, uh, it's coming from a place of like, this is the way to speak to the public and not speak to me. Yeah. And I do. And I, I feel it turn on too. And I, that's when I get disconnected and I stop like my brain and my mouth are not working in tandem. Ooh. The things that are coming uh, from keeping cannabis like cannabis from supporting cannabis prohibition are currently the only people that it benefits are big pharma, big agriculture and the prison industrial complex. Those are the only people and the only fucking areas that are benefiting from keeping weed illegal. Yeah. But they're also the biggest of the biggest of the biggest, of course, of the biggest. And that's why it's still happening. And that's why someone like this douche Alex, Alex. Borenson yeah. is, you know, still given a platform is because I'm sure that, most of what he's writing is supported by big pharma and that many of the studies that he's citing are from big pharma. Yeah. And it's you like know. getting a note from your mom about gym and the gym teacher is also your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's a real shame that he's been given a platform to continue spouting his absolute fucking nonsense. Right. And uh, it's wonderful that West Hollywood's going to have cannabis consumption lounges so that people will be able to legally ingest their cannabis in uh, public in a safe and uh, regulated way. And also the taxes will go to like paving your roads. Hell yes. Congrats, West Hollywood. Yeah. Fuck yes. I'm going to go to the standard and smoke some of that fine, that good, good. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll make, you'll make new friends. Oh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be great. All right. Well, that was good news. Yeah. I feel like we really got somewhere. I think so too. What else is going on? Um, uh, uh, I've been sick. Yeah. Have you been sick? I was so sick. Yeah. Well, we talked about the hot toddy recipe last week. Have you right. found anything else that's made you feel good? Uh, binging the West Wing. Ooh. I'd never seen it before. Yeah. It's a lot of sitting on desks and looking at files until someone comes in your office. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Everyone's sitting on their desk. <laughs> I fucking love that. Like, and you know, you know that it's law and order. I feel like everyone's moving very quickly and like opening a lot of drawers and desks and, you know, or if it's West Wing, they're sitting. They're sitting with a file mm-hmm. that probably says peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter, or whatever it says on that piece of paper. Is it like manila folders and suits? Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so many minutes. It would be very funny if we made like a parody of that and it's like the same manila folder and you just know they're just using the same one in every single scene. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I think that's the same. Okay. It just says top secret on it. <laughs> yeah. Always. Always. <laughs> in red block letters. <laughs> um, so I, I think binging the West Wing helps and I think ordering Postmates helps. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. Postmates saved my fucking life the other night because I... Not to be too graphic about it, but like there was a day where I was like, oh no, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so glad that. Like I'm- the right underwear was no underwear. 
the, just I was, for convenience. I was just full PJ'd head to toe. Yeah, I don't know if there were underwear involved. I don't even remember other other than just like dragging myself from the bed to the bathroom and then to the couch and groaning a lot. I'm not sure what happened that day, but I got Postmates uh, delivery from this place called Silver Lake Ramen, and uh, I ordered a mint yuzu slushy. And it brought me back to life. That sounds incredible. It was. Oh my God, it was a fucking slushy, And I had that and some ramen. And then I <laughs> ate a pint of Earl Grey ice cream. And I was I was fixed. My cat sat on my head and I watched uh, 9 to 5. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've never heard of. What the fuck are you talking about? I've never heard of it. It's a movie from the 80s, Mike. I don't know. I watched one movie growing up over and over and over. What? Two. What? Uh, Home Alone. Okay. Loved Home Alone. Okay. Beetlejuice. Oh, I would have paid you for a Mighty Ducks fan. Oh my gosh, and Mighty Ducks. You're so right. <laughs> Jeez, three. That it. was the three. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was it until uh, until I started West Wing last week. Oh. That was all I'd seen. Oh, n- nice. Okay. Yeah. So what's nine to five? You got a whole world out there. <laughs> yeah. um, well, what I didn't know, and I was so excited to discover, was that it's a total weed movie. It was... Um, so it came out in the 80s. It's that famous Dolly Parton song, Working 9 to 5, what a way to make a living. You know that one. I do now. And Dolly Parton wrote the song for the movie that she starred in with Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. And it's an awesome fucking movie. And I didn't know, I mean, I, I'd known about it my whole life. I had never seen it. It's a story about these three women who are working in this corporate um, place in, I don't know, New York or whatever. And... Lily Tomlin is this sort of put-upon employee who is having all of her good ideas stolen by her boss, who is then passing them off as his own. Jane Fonda is the sort of new worker in the office who's just gone through a divorce because her husband left her for his secretary. And then Dolly Parton is the big boss who's the dick who's stealing Lily Tomlin's ideas. She's his secretary. And they're these three very unlikely allies. But they basically all have a fucking terrible day with him at one point. He's the best bad boss. He's so good. He's terrible. And they all um, go to a bar and get drunk together. And in this amazing scene, Lily Tomlin's digging in her purse to pay the bill. And she's like, oh, my God, I have this joint. And then there was a scene in which her 14-year-old son was like, Mom, I'm just going to roll you a joint. You need to smoke some pot. And she's like, oh, I don't like it when you talk to me like that. And he's like, you're going to get passed over for that promotion. You're going to need to relax or whatever. And so flash forward, she pulls out the joint. They go back to Dolly Parton's house and smoke together. And then they have this like... 30-minute extended dream sequence where each of them imagines how she's going to get back at this terrible boss while they're high as fuck and they're fucking tripping. There's an animated sequence (laughs) and they're giggling and they're like wearing crazy clothes and they're snacking and yapping and it's just fucking awesome. At one point, Lily Tomlin or Jane Fonda is like, boy, this this weed's really good. And Lily Tomlin's like, it's Maui Wowie. It's crazy. It's a weed movie. That's incredible. Nine to Five is a weed movie. It's a movie. And you in didn't which, see it coming? No. These three women are totally liberated by smoking this joint together. And then the movie goes all kinds of off the rails and wacky. But I remember growing up with that movie in theaters when I was a kid. And I had never heard that they smoked pot in that movie. Not only do they smoke it, it's a major plot device. <laughs> it's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. If that movie came out now, which it should again because it's totally relevant 30 years later, um, they would totally highlight that weed segment. Yeah. Completely. Oh, yeah. It would be like one, it'd be the trailer, right? Oh, it'd yeah. It'd be a huge part of the trailer instead of something that they had to like not show in the preview so that people would actually go see it. Yeah. 
Crazy. So crazy. Oh, and they could call the reboot 9 to 530 because, you know, <laughs> it's a bad joke. I don't even understand it. <laughs> oh, Why yeah. Why would they call it 9 to 530? Because it's a reboot. And um, so. They work longer hours now? <sighs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're sorry. I'm the one who's like, how can I derail this with something charming and ineffective? Say, hey, sorry, I was on my phone just now. That's okay. I was looking at Magical Butter's Instagram. They have the best Insta. It's a good IG, right? They're fun. Yeah, very fun people. Uh, a great hang. Yeah. And also their IG has delicious recipes all using the Magical Butter Machine. All the good things that you need to know to use the Magical Butter Machine to make your home infusions of all sorts of stuff. You can make tinctures. You can make gummies. You can make infused olive oil. You can make weed butter and make chocolate chip cookies for days. All the good stuff. You're making my mouth horny. I know, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you live in Canada, edibles aren't available in Canada, even though weed is federally legal, congratulations, until later this year. So grab a magical butter machine and make your own edibles at home. Absolutely. I gave it as a Christmas gift and a birthday gift. Ooh. People are very happy. You're a good friend. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Well, I believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. So all you have to do is go to magicalbutter.com and enter the promo code Weed and Grub. Save 30 bucks. Yeah. And you'll get your own magical butter machine, which is just this great looking sleek countertop situation. It comes with everything you need. Purify filter bags, a silicone love glove. And you just, you know, set it and forget it. Walk away. Come back. Got a great infusion. Make friends. Make some friends. Mm -hmm. Ooh, you did make my mouth horny when oh. you were talking about everything you can make. All right. Go to their IG. Follow at Magical Butter. It's a, it's a good one. It's a good hang. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, MagicalButter.com, promo code Weed and Grub, 30 bucks off. Can we just talk about your tweet? Okay. From tonight. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. I want to talk about that for a okay, second. Okay, but Because that's a fun game to play, too. Okay. But also, then, I want to talk about something else. Okay. Okay, deal. My my hot my Trump tweet real hot real hot real real au courant because you know talking about like g jokes that are good and fun yeah that was awesome because you banged it out while he was on fucking on air so talking. Trump did if yeah. you're listening to this uh, today on the day we drop it um, you'll know more what we're talking about this if you found us a year later um, uh, January 2019 Trump did a 13 to 15 minute address about immigration mm -hmm. on every TV in America from his Oval Office about why we need a wall. Yeah. That's a the big, context. beautiful wall. Big, beautiful, a gorgeous wall. Yeah. Made no new case for it. Made no new talking points. Just, you know. Used a lot of fear for it. Yeah. A you, lot of you, sniffing. Yeah. A lot of sniffing and a lot of words like violence and beheading and coyotes. Oh, God. He talked about someone being killed with a hammer at one point. It was, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was Sorry like, to laugh. But it's it's like, not funny, but it was crazy how completely cloaked in like fear and othering it was. I mean, he was, you know, if you're talking about fascism and, and the sort of like principles that hold up what a fascist regime looks like, one of them is um, othering people, making, you know, a, setting up a pe group of people as dangerous and to be reviled and feared. And he's certainly attempting to be successful in that. Like it, his negotiation tactic yeah. is to yell, but as he yells, he um, also like dilutes what he really wants because mm -hmm. he knows he's not going to get it. So mm -hmm. it's like, I just think it's really funny that he started with like a huge wall for most of his campaign into the presidency. Mexico's going to pay for it. We're not going to pay for it. Someone's going to pay for it. No one's going to pay for it. I might pay for it. I don't think it's happening. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> uh -huh. So it's so funny to like start with a wall and then he's like, all right, 
then we're going to make a fence. And then everyone's like, we don't want a fence. And it's like, well, slats. How about slats? Nobody wants slats. Nobody wants slats. And then, so I feel like it's just so funny. He just keeps like downgrading the wall into like, uh, how about a hedge with thorns? Uh-huh. Like a lot of thorns are going to be there. Or loose marbles. We're going to put loose marbles across the border. And all these immigrants, they're going to go, whoa, 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 <laughs> and just fall down. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that you listed in that was um, old fish with a fan. Yeah. Which is my fucking favorite. I think that's so funny. Nobody wants uh, to come anywhere near that. We're going to, it's going to be great. We're going to put out a lot of fish. <laughs> couple couple fans <laughs> plugged into surge protectors and just blow the smell towards the border. Oh my God. How about that? We could, can I, no, not that. Uh, uh, Red Rover. <laughs> I'm going to ask all my friends to play Red Rover and they're all just going to lock arms and, uh, and if you break through them, I guess you get in. Yeah. 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 We had a lot of uh, awesome responses from people uh, about our lovers from hell and legal hemp episode. And um, some people wrote in to say that they had also had bad experiences with uh, non-consensual experiences with lovers or just, you know, dating nightmares of humans or whatever the fuck it was, commiserating some great DMs. And I just kind of wanted to say that... Uh, my experience was that I actually was in an abusive relationship and I want to be really clear about that because I like to laugh about it when I can and make fun of it when I can for sure. It's a way for me to process some of what I went through. But I also want to be really clear about the fact that at some point maybe on this podcast, I would like to break it down a little more because one of the things that really helped me when I was getting out of that abusive relationship and kind of trying to come back online and come back from the underworld as it were one of the things that helped me the most was listening to other women talk about their experiences with that. And so anyone who's like listening to us talk about any of that kind of stuff, like those, you know, crazy, terrible, toxic, abusive situations, you know, if you're in something like that, just know that you you can get out of it and you'll be okay. And um, I don't know. I just appreciate this space to talk about my own experiences so much. So I just wanted to kind of say that because I love laughing about it with you and being like, yes, he was a nightmare. You know, he would threaten suicide when I said I was going to leave you know, I can be funny about that. And I can also be very real about it. It was like a scary, awful place to be for quite some time. And it took me a long time to get out of it. And that's another thing that I think some people don't realize is that getting out of it for your friends around you sometimes cannot understand why you're in it. It just takes a while. Like be kind to your people, your people, if you know anyone going through that kind of thing. So that's all. I just wanted to I say look that. forward to when you do want to break it down a little more. It feels like you don't want to this episode. Maybe not today. I think, not yeah, today? we've chatted about enough that like... Okay. I really I, look forward to it. I just wanted it. to put it out there this week because, you know, we heard so much from our, our lovely listeners about last week's conversation about exactly that. So it's felt important to address, you know? Yeah. That's great. Is that a downer? No, it's empowering. Okay. I, I, it's almost, it's one of those things to me where when you talk about it, the power shifts I feel like mm-hmm. because I I came I came over tonight to record and I was like, do you mind if I just vent to you about some stuff? And I just had to like dump it somewhere. Mm. And it wasn't exactly like, I don't know. There's no there's no good place to dump your emotions well, except for like therapy to me. I don't feel comfortable saying anything to friends really because oh, I feel like it's a burden to them. When I say things that I am going through, I feel like, oh, it's a burden to them. I'd rather keep it pent up and hold it inside me but then Mm. it affects my work and my relationship it affects everything yeah and so if i'm not going to therapy for some reason and i have nowhere to dump it 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 builds up and it fucks me up so it's but to talk and say it out loud and have a good ear shifts the power from um it having power over you to you having power over it is how i feel about it 
So I really am excited to hear more. That's so well said. And I think that it's, yeah, it's such a good reminder that sometimes you feel like you need to suffer alone. And if you have a friend that you can talk to about any of this kind of stuff, like I so appreciate that you feel like you can, you know, talk to me about anything. And I love the fact that I can talk to you about so much that, you know, on pod and off pod as friends, like there's, there are some things that I need help working through sometimes. And sometimes it's just the matter of having someone willing to sit and listen because you are working it out as you are talking. You're not necessarily looking for advice or having anyone help you fix it. You just need to say it and that helps you understand it. And that's a big part of me talking about a ton of stuff in my life is just kind of saying it out loud. So, yeah, let's, you know. So are you also saying thank you for the DMs and the comments and the people who have hit you up just to share their own experiences? Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things for me when I was coming out of my really insane whole, you know, series of years with with that person was that I really looked to other women who were telling their stories about having made it through and a couple of, you know, personal friends as well who shared their stories more open with me about it and just even acknowledging like, yes, we know that it's hard and that you went through that. Just saying, I see you, I hear you, I understand you, I don't judge you for it. I don't think you're a bad person for having gotten into. That's a huge part. There's a massive amount of guilt and shame associated with being in an abusive relationship because some people who don't understand will see you as weak or, um, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. I called that out because I looked at you that way. Mm-hmm. I straight up, I like, I was, I was like, I know this isn't true, but I'm, it's in my brain, and I, if I don't say it, then I'm not gonna be able to understand why I'm looking at you that way. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that conversation? I in the do. Car? It was a drive to Vegas. It was on the drive to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was one of those most valuable conversations. I feel like that really started our friendship. Uh, yeah. It was a hugely valuable conversation for me too, because I didn't feel put on the defensive. I felt like you were asking me a real question. Like, why would you stay? Yeah. Why were you there? How, how can you as a strong woman, how can I reconcile my image of you as a strong woman with the fact that you were in an abusive relationship? I think that just, that's a huge thing to remember is that if you have a friend or anyone, loved one in an abusive relationship, it's very uh, tempting to look at them as weak for staying and just know that it's the biggest thing that you should do is just have compassion and hold space for them. You don't necessarily need to be close to them while they're in that situation if you can't be for whatever reason. But just hold space for them like when they get out of that situation to come and talk to you about it that is judgment free and just full of like, you know, love, compassion, all those good things. Because there's an like an incredible amount of guilt and shame associated with having been in a situation that you not only put yourself through and that may have almost killed you, but that you to some degree put your family and friends through. It's awful. It's a bad feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm excited in the right way for the right reasons to talk more about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to talk about it as much as people want to hear about it. And then, uh, you know, definitely like I'm betting that there are people who tune into a podcast called Weed and Grub who are like, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Talk talk more about food. What's your guacamole recipe? (laughs) It has a lot of lemon in it. It's very oniony, guys. Yeah, you did. You chopped in. How many onions are in here? Oh, my God. It was like one of those big white onions and it was a whole... A whole half? Does that make sense? It was a half. A whole half. It was a whole half. <laughs> and a whole jalapeno. Could you cut that in half and double it? I mean, I don't even know what that means. Cut it in half and double it? Cut it in half and double it. Oh, yeah. That would just be a whole. Oh, yeah. It's a whole half. Are you making math jokes? I mean, I'm on, I'm not on fire. <laughs> I'm barely smoking. <laughs> I'm like, it's a couple sparks here and there. Oh, my fucking God. All right. Listen. Wait. You did. You made a... 
oniony guacamole and I love it. It's very acidic. Oh, God. Let's do something fun. All right. You want to do Buds of the Week? Jesus, we got so heavy. I know. Well, okay. look, it's been very silly. Tell me a joke. I've, I'm going to be honest. Tell I me felt a, joke a right little now. off my game. You did? Yeah, I felt a little off my game this one because I was a little sick. Oh. And so, you know, that 9 to 530 joke is going to haunt me for the next week. Oh, no. We'll fix it right now. Um, Say a different joke. Okay. Wait. Well, wait. So the remake, they should remake 9 to 5 with a new cast, right? Yeah. Yeah. They should call it uh, 9 to 420. Ooh. Because that weed scene. zippity doo da zippity yay. All right. I feel a little better. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your butt of the week this week, Mary Jane? Oh my gosh. My butt of the week. Yes. This is a great, this is one of my favorite parts of this whole fucking podcast is doing this now where we're shouting out our friends who are writing to us and interacting with us and I don't know, just letting us know what they think. So... This week, Julia K. Butler, Julia, wrote, okay, for a Senna Hot Whisk pick. Thank you. Yeah, that's on our Instagram right now, that whisk. Oh, always excited by a hot whisk pick. It makes me flush up real nice. So <laughs> she just wrote to say, uh, hello, I just wanted to tell you how much I love the podcast. I listen to it all the time, and I came away with so much knowledge. I've learned so much about cannabis, culture, food, and life. I've told my friends and family all about it. Thank you, thank you. And then she talks about... um uh, figuring out what she wants to study after having done some other studies. And she is going to um, major in communications with a focus in multimedia journalism. And she wants to do cannabis research and writing. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. And she'll, she'll be on Fox News next time. Hell yes. Against Alex being like, uh, here's the thing with that. Sorry. You're, you're stupid and here's actual knowledge. <laughs> so thank you, Julia, for writing in and, um, I don't know, being awesome. And we're excited for you to like, yeah, join the fray as a cannabis advocate for, you know, freeing the plant and shouting it from the rooftops. Yeah. And congrats on landing on a major that you were excited and inspired by. I had such a hard time choosing a major. Yeah. I, 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 what did you major in? Uh, I started in kinesiology because you got to work with dead bodies your junior year and like learn from the inside what the human body looks like and how it works. What? But I forgot that as a freshman, I had to wait till junior year to start working with those dead bodies. So I was like, ah, fuck this. I don't want to be you don't hang around college waiting to get to, to the morgue. Like, that's just not a good plan. Wow. There's like math and science involved. You don't just get to see what a brain looks like. Right. So, and then I went, transferred out of there. And then I started in a film production, like basic film studies, and then focused on editing and directing, and then did a bunch of that, and then wanted to write so that I could do everything, and then transferred again. And I got a degree in screenwriting with a major in screenwriting. Well, that's, Yeah. Yeah, it's in keeping with what you do. So that's pretty great. It's pretty great. But it's also like choosing a major and like feeling the pressure to lock something in and be like, I guess this is what I'm going to be the rest of my life. Oh, my God. So much pressure. So much pressure. Yeah. So I just want to say congrats to Julia because she when she wrote, she just sounded like I'm fucking feeling myself and I'm finding my truth in your groove. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Julia. And it's thank you for listening and being awesome. Fucking cool. So my butt of the week uh, equally as fun and exciting. It is KWOW1221 is their name. And let me see. Her name is Crystal with oh. a K. Really, really cool person. And she sent us a picture of her dog. And she said, I'm just going to read it all. Because <laughs> she said we can post the pic. Okay. Um, listening to your pod. Love it. But this is really about my fur baby who steals our flower buds every chance she gets. She's all up in our face when we're smoking. She obsessed with it. And here's a funny picture of her 
we think she was stoned. Not that we condone the behavior, LOL, but she's fine. She's all well, thankfully. It's been so much fun listening to you guys. And here is a picture of our dog. And it is, yo, that dog is high. That dog is pensive as fuck. (laughs) That dog is thinking about the nature of, yeah, existence. I wish I could see color. Like, exactly. (laughs) Oh, boy. If I could see color. Uh, I just want to say thank you for being our buds this week. Mm-hmm. Very fun. I love this segment. It's a feel-good note. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we'll post them pics. Anything else, Mary Jane? Um, I don't know. Wear shoes. Be nice. <laughs> so little to ask. So little to ask. Um, smoke, smoke good weed. Can I say one more thing about the sandal thing? Oh, yeah. I know it's late in the game and we're okay. well past it. All right. But that's why I never wanted to do karate. When I was growing up, because I didn't want to be barefoot on that map or have like a toe touch my face. Oh, yeah. I never wanted to like, and even the sound of those bare feet on those plastic mats, just that. Oh, oh see, I used to do Taekwondo. Sweaty fucking toes touching your face with a roundhouse. Disgusting. It is pretty fucking gross. It is gross. But I used to do Taekwondo and I also did like all the aquatic, like I was a diver and a water polo player and stuff. So I was like, I had my feet out all the time, but, um, mm I get it. Well, you went for the most opposite opposite. Like you laced those things up and then put giant leg pads. Yeah. You were like hockey. You were, you were at the beach wearing, um, wearing swimsuit, which is basically like body underwear. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was wearing like full armor. Yeah. 60 pounds. Yeah. You were like a transformer basically. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen pictures. Yeah. And you're like, could I be more naked? Yeah. You look like Optimus Prime in those fucking, and I get up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Is that it? Uh, I think so. I think, yeah, we have fucking cool guests coming up. Oh, that's, yeah. Really cool guests, some fun friends that we've been excited to talk to for a while. So definitely tune in, yeah, every Wednesday. And um, also we have some other cool news that we're going to be able to share pretty soon about, you know, hopefully some, uh, I don't know, I'm not going to say too much, but okay. we have other cool news. Can I, I'll, what I'll say about it is thanks to all of you, we're getting to do some really cool things. Yeah. And Alaska is hundred percent thanks to everyone who listens, everyone who leaves a review, subscribes, telling your friends, DMing, commenting, playing our contests with us, which we have some more coming up very soon. Yep. Um, so just thank you all because I don't know, I'm going to see a moose. Yeah. It makes a huge difference when you guys are like interacting with us and leaving comments and stuff. It's everything. It's everything in the world. And we, I don't know, it just makes me feel great. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great way to start the year. It is. Happy cool. Fucking New Year. We can still say that, right? Happy fucking New Year. Happy fucking New Year. Yeah. Let's go eat some more of this guac. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.